Ladies and gentlemen, you know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. I'm a 25-year-old piece of gold. Uh, in 24 hours, I'm going to be a certified lover boy when Drake's new album drops. Uh, the microphone aside, Philip Antoine, but you know I never do it alone. He's my tag team partner, the Jim and MJ, the Teller tomorrow, the Steve Ray my Booker T. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the award-winning Under the Red host and creator of Curveballs and Chair Shots, the first ever currently reigning and 13-time Bullet Cast champion, the Canadian Destroyer, BT, Brandon Tan Guma. Brandon, it's Wednesday. No, it's Thursday. Jesus Christ. Um, you know what that means. We're here to talk about professional wrestling. It's it's a big weekend. People are going to be going all out. It's going to be all that. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. In 24 hours, you're going to be a certified lover boy. In 24 hours, I will be in the air on my way to Denver, then on my way to Chicago because your boy's going. Your boy's going all out, going all that, things like that. So possibly a live reaction in-person review of all out sunday coming soon you never know ice cream bars for everybody absolutely you you remember you have to tell us about the ice cream bar um have you heard donda i have heard Donda. i listened to it twice already really what are your thoughts um i like it overall not his best stuff but coming off of the jesus is king stuff which i mean you know it's really religious i understand what his premise of it was but i I just wasn't feeling all that much now donda does still have rich religious undertones to it but i enjoyed it quite a bit more like the story it told maybe a tad bit long at an hour and a half but i had some yeezus vibes which i think yeezus is an, an underrated kanye album but overall I think I like it. You know, the stuff surrounding the album with the baby and Marilyn Manson and Kanye saying he was going to drop it like four weeks in a row. And then he never did. That's all besides the point. I hope I like it. Give it like around like a six, like a six or a seven, like a oh. six, nine, but oh, not six, nine. Oh, Jesus. Are we talking about Takashi or the original six, nine? All the six, nines, except for Takashi. Okay. Okay. So just the one, the OG one. Uh-huh. Brock Lesnar on the Minnesota Vikings practice squad, 69. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, I like Jail, one and two. And then I like, um, what was it, Junior? And I think that's really it, man. You know, I was hoping that maybe Donda would would, would be like Kanye's old stuff and then he, he could retire, you know, as one of the goats. But I guess not. I guess not. Hmm. Mm. Um, I interviewed Jordan Blade. Now you you said you I did. could I, you said I could quiz you. Remember I that. listened to the entire, not the entire album, the entire <laughs> interview because when I'm competitive and I say I'm going to do something, Philip, I'm going to do it. So I am here. I listened to it a couple days ago, so maybe like all the very minute minute details I can't remember, but I'm here, Philip. Quiz me. I'm going to ace it, hundred percent. What'd you think of the interview? 
fantastic interview. Be honest, no idea who this lovely lady was, but I was quite intrigued. You put her over, talked about some of the stuff she uh, did with GSW. She's uh, wrestled some pretty big names, so got to keep an eye out for her because I think she's going to be doing some big things in the future. Absolutely. The um, the, the gold medals, though, powerlifting in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, that's amazing. It is amazing. Even more amazing that she almost didn't even get the gold medal in powerlifting. You know why, Philip? You know why? Why? Because she didn't even bring a singlet because you need to have a singlet to be a pro whatever bodybuilder lifter person wow he actually did listen ladies and i did listen to the interview boom which means amazing. the next 20 i don't have to listen to now right no uh, robert martyr that drops tomorrow you gotta listen to that that that's yeah, the po- that's the poisoned youth bro i've been uh you know kind of falling back on all my podcasts you know trying to build them up for my my flights to chicago so you know maybe i'll put that in the playlist all right i love it i love it Oh, we have some sad news. Uh, Daphne, um, she was in WCW. I know a lot of people really remember her for her TNA run. I know Brandon and I do. She has passed away, what, late last night or this morning? So, yeah, yesterday uh, some some things went down where she had like an Instagram live video where she was kind of, you know, going go, going through some things. She was saying uh, some dark things. And so people on Twitter were kind of, you know, calling out, asking for people to go check up on her. They're trying to call her. She was not answering. Her voicemail was full. They tried to, you know, do a, a check in. I, I don't know the exact, you know, all the details involved because I just kind of learned about it before we started the podcast. But uh, unfortunately, the all the evidence is kind of pointing to that she did uh, take her own life. So, you know, th- this stuff's serious. You know, Daphne, shout out to her. You know, she she did stuff in WCW. But as you said, I'm kind of more familiar with her TNA work. And it, it's just kind of a sad story all the way around. It is, man. Um, mental health is no joke, like we all know. Uh, for those of you that are dealing with mental health, mental health issues, get some help. So we don't we don't want to be uh, hopping on podcasts and talking about people taking their lives. It's uh, it's a very, very sad Sad, sad scene. It's okay to not be okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, try to move on. Well, let's try to move on. Apparently, Vincent Kennedy McMahon and Big Bruce Pritchard are going to be taking over NXT. They're going to be producing it. Brandon, what are your thoughts? Well, as the resident NXT guy on the podcast, I have not been enjoying the uh, direction that NXT has been going towards. They have the new rebrand that looks like a Nickelodeon set, or at least a Nickelodeon logo. Uh, they're apparently going to have a new set. I'm intrigued to see what exactly they do there, but you know, more of the big men. And now Vince and Bruce Pritchard are taking more control over NXT. Now I saw something to where Triple H still has like storyline creative powers, but Vince and Bruce have like the overall direction, which I don't know exactly what the big difference is between the two that's neither here nor there so as someone who thoroughly enjoyed nxt from like the birth of the network until like honestly before the pandemic it is kind of sad to see the direction that nxt has gone they're not going to apparently recruit any more indie talent they're going to go hardcore in the the former athlete route which you know, it worked for them in the past, but that was the past. That was 30, 40 years ago. So it, it sucks to see because I really did enjoy NXT for such a long time. And it was honestly my favorite product, maybe a little bit outside New Japan from here and there. But now that AEW has become a thing, the the indie 
lore, you know, the the fun little promotion of NXT is kind of faded away now because now it's AEW. What do you mean? No. It's not gone. Hmm. It's not gone, but things would be changing. You don't want Vincent Bruce to produce? Uh, well, last there time was... I checked, they're producing Raw and or SmackDown, and not a big fan of at least Raw what and most you... of SmackDown. What do you mean, bro? They, they produced three of the greatest eras in the history of wrestling. The Golden Era, the Attitude Era, the Ruthless Aggression Era. How dare you? Can't wait for Ridge Holland and Boa to be the the main attractions in NXT. It's gonna be fantastic. Ridge Holland's great. Why not? The kid's got something, you know. He hits different. When I watch him, I'm like, oh, this hits different. Too bad he lost to Tommaso Champ on Tuesday. Tommaso, he need he needs to do something else. It's NXT. He's run its course. Yeah, not saying I disagree with you, but I'm a little also scared. If he were to go to the main roster, he probably would just, you know, just do the exact same thing. Just kind of get lost in the shuffle. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I think Tommaso would be all right. Um, look, man, I've, I've been an NXT fan since since it started since in 2010. Man, I've been here since the beginning. I've seen the ups since the Miz led Daniel Bryan to greatness. Yeah, that's how long I've been here since day one. I'm a true day one to NXT. I, I watched during the Hulu days. Okay. I, I watched when it was, you know, on, on, on the WWE.com. Okay. Before the network, I've been here. Look, let's give it some time. Like, let's, let's, let, let's wait like six months into the, the official revamp of NXT and then we can come back and see and talk about if Vince and uh, Bruce ruined it. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm I'm not gonna bury it. I'm still gonna watch unless you know something drastic happens to where I, I can't watch it anymore. But oh really? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it its fair shot. You know? okay. But also, you know, Vince has so much on his plate already. He's Vince, he's just a crazy person. And I I just don't know if he should be spreading himself this thin when the man just had a however old birthday he is. Vince is what, 70? He's 76. Can we confirm? Let's see. What does the Google machine say? Can we get? Wow! I type in Vince. Vince McMahon isn't the first person who comes up. Who? Who is it? Vince Carter. It's Vince Vaughn. Well, well, for some reason, when I just type in Vince, he's not even showing up. But when I put the space, apparently the space makes a huge difference to where it bumps Vince McMahon up to number two behind Vince Vaughn. Oh, no, no, Vince Carter. Anyways, he's seventy-six. Seventy-six years old. Yes. Still going strong, brother. Vince is going to be here till he's like 92. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. He's going to be Futurama style, frozen head, and he's just going to be booking in WWE from there. Dude, that would be awesome. I've all, is it weird? I've always wanted to meet one of those heads. Well, you can uh, go meet Walt Disney. Oh, I, I hear he's frozen. Is, is, did, did this actually happen? Is this confirmed? Uh, well, I definitely know Ted Williams is frozen. Philip, do you know who Ted Williams is? No, who's this? Tell uh, he's only the greatest uh, hitter of all time. Oh, really? Really? Yes. Really. Yes. They they used to call me that back in my uh back you know my little league baseball days. They called you a young Teddy Williams. <laughs> they they called me Teddy. <laughs> I I can't I can't say it on the show. 
I'll tell you off air though. Called you a little teddy bear. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, you know, since we're talking NXT, let's talk about the uh, new performance center class. Can you pull up all those names? Wow, Philip, you can't tell me this in the pre-production meeting. You're telling me to bring up all these names live. Live. This is how I like to do things. Jesus. Well, let's just go back in time. Oh, apparently WrestleMania is going to be a two-night event. That sounds like fun. What? Oh, my God. In Jerry World, Dallas, Texas, WrestleMania 38. There we go. We're going to get this thing going. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't even know where. I probably should have just Googled it instead of going on a little Davey Meltzer's uh, thingy majig. Why would you go to Dave? He doesn't. Well, I just assumed it. I assumed it was just going to pop up. So what should I say? WWE. Yes. Performance Center class. Yes. Boom. Did, Come on, Google. We find it. Uh, let's see. WWE. There we go. There WWE we go. announces. Let us know. Six new Performance Center recruits from uh, Wrestling Observer Figure Four Online. So I just went back to where I was. <clears throat> uh, let's see. We have Bobby Stevenson brother of 2020 Olympic gold medalist Gable Stevenson stands six feet tall, weighs 220 pounds. He wrestled at the University of Minnesota, same alma mater as his brother, Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin. Oh, I thought you were just going to keep going with the name. Well, I, I thought you were going to say something, but then I saw you were eating I was, and you I, know, just, you know, I just decided to make an awkward pause. I'm trying to be healthy. I'm eating, eating these delicious dark chocolate covered almonds. Mm, Jesus. I'm off a diet of G Fuel and sushi today, so I'm going to be cracked out of my mind, everybody. Then oh we have 22-year-old 20 year old Ben Buchanan, the former Alabama State High School wrestling champion from old Alabama. He is the undefeated 285 weight class during the 2019-2020 season, standing six foot four, 250 pounds. He is the son of former WWE tag team champion Bull Buchanan. Oh, I didn't know Bull had a son. I love it. Here he is, and he's old Benny Buchanan. Then we got Brady Booker comes to the Performance Center from the world of college football, having played middle linebacker at the University of South Dakota. Also a skilled archer, so watch out, Damian Priest. The 21-year-old hails from LaSalle, Illinois, standing at six foot three, weighing 245 pounds. I love it. Uh, when, you, I was about, when you said LaSalle, I was like, does he mean De LaSalle? Oh, my God. No, they almost they almost had me go coach over at Dale Do you know that? Oh, going big time. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to let him know, man. I was D one. Are you going to uh, coach at uh, Bishop Sycamore? No, no, no. no okay, no. I might just stick to Mount Eden. I might just stick to Mount Eden. All right, all right. Then we got the only woman in this class, Jessica Wonilko. Definitely nailed that name. A 21 year old gymnast, bodybuilder, and CrossFit athlete from Prior Lake, Minnesota. As a gymnast, she specialized in tumbling and trampoline, competed on the 2016 U.S. national team. I love it. And then finally, no. the probably the one name everyone's probably going to talk about and wonder what's going to happen. We got Joseph Fatu from Las Vegas, the younger brother of SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, son of WWE Hall of Famer Rikishi, standing at six foot two, 240 pounds. He has two years experience in the... <clears throat> sports entertainment and played football in college well we you know we've seen them at uh, apw shout Definitely out to the have shout out to, you, you were with me at those shows shout out to the problem shout out to jacob fought or not oh my god jesus jo, was it joseph fought right yes we we're looking for joseph fought the Thank second 
greatest name in history. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for, uh, for him. You know, the, the Usos, they're great. Rikishi was awesome. Um, I, I want to give a, not, not a shout out, but you know, let, let people know they are looking for, uh, this happened out actually in San Francisco on, I think it was July 30th. A young woman was killed. Turns out to be Rikishi's niece. If you know anything about a mysterious shooting back in July in San Francisco, you know, let the local authorities know. Finally, we got one more name that I did not see because I didn't oh. scroll down far enough. Oh, we got Jesus. 23-year-old Joshua Dawkins of DeBerry, not the DeBaby, but DeBerry, Florida. He is the latest trainee of WWE Hall of Famer Devon Dudley and assigned to the WWE Performance Center. The six-foot-one recruit is also the nephew of NBA legend Daryl Dawkins. Jesus, that's a, that's a hell of a lineage. Trained by one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. You ready to talk some Friday Night SmackDown? Oh, am I ever! So, um, Roman Reigns he's he's there to, he's there to celebrate his uh, most recent victory, retaining the championship over John Cena. He's with the Usos. A little problem with Paul Heyman all, all throughout the night. The Usos question Paul. Roman questions Paul. But uh, I guess everything's okay in the bloodline. And then Finn Balor comes out. There was like, oh, they actually remembered him. I forgot about him. I really did. Forgot about him. He says he wa- he'll deal with Cena later. He wants Roman. He goes after Roman and the Usos. The Street Profits come to help him out. So apparently tomorrow night we're getting Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor for the Universal title. Thoughts on everything? It seems as though possibly the Roman Brock Lesnar Paul Heyman saga is going to be a slow burn. I don't exactly remember when uh, Blood Money is, but I think it's in October. So they got a little bit of time to to build to that to match uh, the match itself between Finn and Roman. I'm excited to see what exactly they do. You got a lim- uh, extreme rules kind of around the corner. I would assume we're getting some sort of, some sort of small finish with the Usos interfering or something like that. And we're going to get Roman and uh, Finn at extreme rules. So I, I mean, I do like Finn being in this spot, but he's also kind of in a no win situation because you have Brock Lesnar kind of looming in the background and everyone just kind of assumes that Roman's going to beat Finn or at least, you know, something's going to happen to where Finn's not going to win the title. So that, that's the only downside of it. But I uh, am intrigued to see what Finn and Roman can do in the ring. It's going to be good. It's going to be a slobber knocker. As but is Ross, it going to be good? As uh, Booker T would once say, mm-hmm. is it going to be good? Shout out Booker T. Uh, maybe speaking to him soon. Stay tuned. Um. Uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be good, you know. But you know, Booker used to do the Fave Five, and I believe uh, Finn Balor's on his Fave Five, so that's how you know it's going to be good. He's in the sidekick. What? He's he's on the sidekick Fave Five T-Mobile. Yes. Are you too you too young for this, Philip? No, no. I you know I I knew people that had the sidekick. I was with the uh, the Motorola the Razor. I, I was I, I, I was never did get a razor. I had a chocolate. You know what oh, chocolate is? I, I do remember the chocolates. Yes, it's the LG phone. Kind of slides up. Oh, okay. Good times. Good. You times. better get this new Z Flip phone. You better be fancy. Nah, I'm I'm an iPhone sheep. Yeah, I know. We we've been converted. But no, I think they'll I think they'll do great business together. Yeah, I mean, but big dogs got to eat. <laughs> Um, speaking of eating, Bianca Belair ate up this competition in this fatal four-way elimination match to become the number one contender to Becky Lynch's SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca showed out on Friday night. 
the nip-ups, the backflips, the strength, the pure athleticism, just a hybrid in the squared circle. Bianca looked good in the uh, Fatal 4-Way match. We had the typical just parade of people coming out, even though, you know, Carmella and uh, not Tamina, because I keep wanting to say her real name, but uh, Zelina Vega, she doesn't really deserve a championship because we've gone down the list of all the illustrious wins she's had in her career. But uh, Liv and Bianca, honestly, like I'm kind of surprised how over Liv is at the moment. And the Becky promo that kind of that kicked off SmackDown was kind of awkward because she gets like the big crowd reaction. They love her. They want to cheer Becky. But Becky's motive is to be a heel and she's trying to turn the crowd, but she's not going like full fledged heel. She's kind of like, you know, saying like these little cheeky things here and there that gets booed. But at the end of the day, the crowd still likes her, which always reverts back to the SummerSlam decision of why are you turning your top person maybe in the company heel when they return? Yeah, it's it's kind of it's still a whole mess with Becky and uh, Bianca. It's kind of similar to the Finn and Roman thing to where it's going to be a good match. I wonder what the direction is with with this because they are kind of still building, I think, towards Charlotte and Becky at some point. But uh, I, I don't know if you're trying to build up Bianca having her lose in three seconds, even though it's a sorry, 26 seconds, even though it is a you know distraction, crappy finish. So I don't think that helps your to uh, the, top uh, baby face to what the manhandle slam or the rock bottom. Yes. But Becky busted that out at the uh, 2019 Royal Rumble against Oscar. Mm. Just remember, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I knew she did that before. I don't know why everyone was making such a big deal out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if Becky wants Charlotte. Charlotte be boxing on Monday nights, bro. We will get into that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, just I want to see the queen. I wish, I wish Brian was here to do the gimmick. I wish he was here to do the gimmick. But I want to see the Queen City, you know, go up against the EST. I think that'd be, just be money. But nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, last up, happy Corbin, Corbin, the new car, the, the t- custom tailored suits, the fancy hat. He's eating the, the, the beautiful Wagyu steaks again, the Wagyu beef. You know, he's, he's having it all. And he tried to buy the money in the bank briefcase from uh, Big E. What did the what did the trying to buy the briefcase remind you of? I, you know, I. It kind of seemed like Vince McMahon, since he's taken over NXT, he's been watching NXT a little bit recently. So he saw camograms and got a little inspiration from from that. I I, I was thinking, you know, um, when when Ted DiBiase bought the WWE Championship from Andre the Giant, he told that story on the on the Bullet Cast. You know, go check out that interview in the vault. Shameless plug, shameless plug. But is his name like legitimately Happy Corbin now until? He isn't happy, so then is he gonna be sad, Corbin? Is he just gonna be in a constant state of name changes? Probably, he'll be he'll be somewhat down, Corbin, and he'll be he'll be grumpy, Corbin, and he'll be he'll be dwindling off the card, Corbin, and all these other ones. Can't can't wait for for all the Trons and all the different names he's gonna have. I love it. It's gonna be fantastic. But what are your thoughts? I've I mean. I, honestly, I've liked the the Baron Corbin character over the past couple months. You know, him being down in the dumps, and then he goes out to Vegas, hits it big, and, and you know it's going to come crashing down eventually. So you're kind of waiting for that to happen. So I've got a kick out of this. I I, I mean, it's not exactly what I thought was going to happen. I thought maybe they were going to do some sort of uh, team with Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin, but they're going to stick down. They're you know keeping him, keeping him a heel, keeping him going on with uh, Biggie. So uh, I. You know, as a as a mid to lower card little 
feud little angle I'm I'm enjoying, even though maybe that's probably not where you want Biggie to be if he is destined for bigger things, but we shall see. We shall see. All right, Awesome Kong retires from pro wrestling. She shows up at a NWA Empower, and uh, she announces her retirement, and then she hugs Gail Kim, the person that uh, was really probably her greatest rival in this industry. What are your thoughts on the retirement of Awesome Kong? Hell of a career. A hell of a career, one of the best in, in modern era in the last 20 years. And it's almost, it's kind of a shame that, you know, in whatever it was, 2010, 2011, she came over to WWE. She she had the miscarriage and she didn't really, she didn't wrestle in WWE after, after she announced her pregnancy. And then after that, uh, you know, she kind of dealt with some health issues. She was on the, uh, oh my God, the, the Glow series in Netflix. And I really enjoyed her in that show. And then she was with AEW. Then she left to go do Glow, but then it gets canceled and she does, she's not with AEW anymore. So kind of her, unfortunately, her career kind of did end on a whimper instead of, you know, kind of having that one last final run. But take nothing away from what she did, especially like in Japan and in TNA, you know, Awesome Kong had a, had a fantastic career. Absolutely, man. And uh, I got to thank AEW, you know, double or nothing. It was about to be that triple threat, and Brandy announces her, and this the pop that she got, and that that was super cool. I'd never seen her live. I got to do that. That was awesome. I wish I had met her at Starcast the day after. You know, it was just, it was just kind of cool to see like this living legend right there. I mean, there were a lot of living legends at Starcast, but that's that's one of the goats for sure. And yeah, man, like I wa- did you were you watching TNA pretty heavy like during her initial run, like 07, 08 and stuff like that. Well, as we talk about multiple times this podcast, that's when I uh, stepped away from the business, Philip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, man, like me and my homie, we were watching like uh, fulfill your fantasy and pillow fights and bra and panties matches on, you know, WWE. And but we're turning on TNA and Awesome Kong's having legit like twenty minute matches with Gail Kim and everybody and wrestling Daph- Daphne R.I.P. and everybody else like that and just killing it. I'm like, man, why can't they do that over there? I mean, WWE they eventually got around to it. But I'm just saying, like, Awesome Kong, she was one of the trailblazers for kind of the real competition that we see now in women's wrestling, not just in WWE, but truly all over. She's a trailblazer after Stephanie McMahon, because we all know Stephanie McMahon created women's wrestling. Yes, she did that, and her brother's the best in the world. What a great family. What a great friend. Great loins. Yes. Vince McMahon has. Get from my loins. (laughs) You, 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 You love it. Uh, apparently, Jim Ross is going to be phased out as a full-time commentator on AEW. Uh, he'll, I guess he will only be there for the big matchups and probably even be doing, like, in, in-ring interviews, like kind of what he did with uh, Chris Jericho. So what are, your, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I got to push back on this because uh, Tony Khan and Jim Ross kind of came out and said that that ain't the case. He's going to be sticking around, going to continue to do his thing. But, you know, Jim Ross, he he ain't no spring chicken. He, he's getting up there. And but I I do think he has gotten better since uh, his initial run in AEW and even going back to like New Japan. Like he was not good with New Japan. He's gotten much much better in AEW now that he's kind of familiar with the product. But um, you know, eventually it will happen. And uh, you know, it's just kind of the nature of the beast. But I don't think it's going to happen at least for the next few years. You think I could replace Jim Ross? Well, you know, you put your time in. You show, you build the tape, build a resume. Anything's possible. I feel I feel like I'm ready to go right now. I feel like I'm ready to go right now. I don't know if Excalibur would like that too much. Yeah. You know, he finally gets his shine to be the, the lead guy. And then here comes Philip just taking his shine. I'm more entertaining than Excalibur. Why not? 
I know the I move. Was, I know the moves too. I will say I was, I watched the uh, PWG preview of the latest show on YouTube and Excalibur was doing the commentary and I haven't heard him do commentary for PWG in however long, a year and a half. It, it was weird because for the longest time he was the PWG guy. And that's the only way I knew him. And now I listen to him every week and it was, it's kind of weird listening, listening to him in PWG, but it also so, kind of felt right. So what you're telling me, I'm just going to be the GSW guy. And then you're going to move on to bigger and better things, but you're going to not forget your roots. And then you're going to go back to GSW. Go in the hall of fame. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the new class, buddy, buddy Murphy or buddy Matthews is the new name. He his 90 days is up along with Lana and some others. Um, he's under controversy. He posted a, uh, on the days, uh, 90 days were up. He posted pictures of, um, some hands coming out of, or that were shackled up and the, and the chain breaking and saying, you know, freedom, obviously referring to WWE and the 90 day rule as being a prison, but people took, um, People took offense to this. They thought it was a slavery joke and and stuff like that. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, it's it's a sensitive topic. Murphy came out and apologized, and I see where people are coming from, but I also kind of see it as like the cancel culture type of thing. People kind of getting angry at every little thing. Is you know, should he have done it? Maybe not. Maybe he could have done like handcuffs instead of like slave chains or you know, some other type of it, uh, whatever imagery. But he's not from America, you know, he he can kind of have that excuse, even though he's been he's been here for like nearly a decade. So I'm not one to get like super angry at him. You know, I understand how people could get, you know, angry at him, but it's honestly to me, it's like not that big of an issue. There's way bigger things in the world than someone you know posting a photo of someone in you know shackles or something yeah look man i'm a black man i wasn't offended by this um but maybe we can stop referring to wwe as a prison you know if you had just said i'm free or something like that or i'm ready to go then you wouldn't have been in this predicament or have like a dove flying through the air so beautiful this is what it sounds like when doves cry you're a prince fan brandon oh yeah huge Huge Prince fan. Name five Prince songs. Especially right when now. he played basketball against Dave Chappelle and uh, no Charlie Murphy and Eddie Murphy. Name five Prince songs right now. Uh, let's see. We got Purple Rain. Okay. We got Doves Cry. Okay. Uh, let's see. I I uh da ba ba da ba da ba 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 da ba da ba that one and then what? And then that one. What? Uh, you know, he had like the entire Batman album. So, I mean, that counts, right? Name one song off of that album. Uh, isn't it? I don't know. Wow. Batman. No, no. Come on. Come on, man. Oh, Jesus. We, we, we gotta, we, we gotta, we gotta smarten you up. We gotta smarten you up. I will say best Super Bowl halftime performance of all time is Prince in the rain in Miami. Really? It's not even close. Real, not, not even the Michael Jackson one from like, was it 90, 92, 93? No. And I'm even putting it over in sync and Aerosmith and Britney Spears and whoever else was there from like 2001 or 2000. Not, is it better than the Janet Jackson one in 04? I mean, like the last like five seconds is pretty goaded, but I'll probably say so. I'll probably say Prince is better. Trevor Murdoch won the NWA championship at NWA 73, ending Nick Aldis's thousand day plus long reign. Ric Flair was there. What are your thoughts? Uh, shout out Trevor Murdoch. You know, I've been honestly been watching it, uh, NWA too much, but 
Uh, He's been doing some good work over there. Uh, Nick Aldis has kind of said and kind of stuck to his guns that he doesn't really want to wrestle anywhere other than NWA. I don't know if that's for real or not. So just kind of keep an eye out, see exactly where he's going. But, uh, you know, back to back weeks now, we've got Walter Falls and now Nick Aldis Falls. All all will fall. All will fall. No. Um, Marty Bell and Allison K. Shout out Allison K. She's a good friend of mine. Uh, they are the new NWA Women's Tag Team Champions. They they won their tournament. Good for them. Okay. Uh, this day in wrestling, Clash of Champions 20, uh, 1992. This was Andre the Giant's last televised appearance before he unfortunately passes away. Big Show joins the NWL on this day in 1996. There was a Raw on this day in 2007 where Jeff Hardy, I think he defeated Umaga to ret- retain or won the Intercontinental title. Um, actually, the big show wasn't a WCW. It's actually the giant. Who? The giant Paul White joined the NWO in 1996. Not the big show. But they're, they're one being. But he wasn't the big show in WCW. You're going to tell me that like Charizard and Charmander aren't the same thing? Well, stunning Steve Austin didn't win the WWF championship. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold is stunning, though. Isaac Yankum isn't The Undertaker's brother. What is happening? I don't know. That's my that's my internet troll voice. Oh my god! You sound like you sound like Wade Keller. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa, whoa. <laughs> Settle your tea no, kettle. No, he, right? sounds like, he sounds like this. Like well, actually, you know, you know, Pat, Pat O'Connor did this to so and so back in 1963. Yeah, that that's how that's how Wade Keller sounds. You and you can't lie. You can't lie. I mean, his voice is like a little deeper than that. Okay, all right. You, you know, a little more of a, a Minnesota accent. Oh Jesus Christ! What what good ever came from Minnesota? Nothing. Just like uh, nothing good came from Canada. Everything good comes from Canada. What do you mean? Mm, certified lover boy. It's about to be fire. Uh, fan mail. Are you ready for the fan mail? Uh, I guess. Alfie Lewis. So Arnaya and Charlotte finna box for oh Jesus Christ. So Arnaya and Charlotte finna, in yep, the fan mail. Pretty much. So Arnaya, so Arnaya and uh, Charlotte finna box for real. Or, or did they already? I need confirmation. Apparently nothing else happened after after the uh after Raw, after the, the match. There was no uh there was no fighting for real backstage. Okay. Uh Jack of all trades. Guys, what championship do you think is Underrated based upon looks alone. I really love the new Ring of Honor TV title. It looks great. I don't know. An underrated championship design. Does it have
Thank you for listening.